Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the FCBL. My name is Matt Satilli, and I am here with my co-host, Owen Shadrick. Owen, it's great to see you, and I'm super excited to launch this series together. I'm excited, too. This is my second year with the league, and I'm excited to launch this podcast and expand our media horizons. And uh, the FCBL will be celebrating their 10th anniversary this season. It's an exciting year for the league. And we're going to try to give you some exclusive insights and access to returning players, coaches, GMs, other team representatives. And we will be releasing episodes of this series on Monday and Thursday each week before the start of the season. And we hope to be with you all summer long, uh, having players on to talk about their performance and keeping you updated on what's happening around the FCBL. Uh, And for our first episode, we had an awesome interview with Sean Lawler, the returning league MVP. We talk a variety of topics, including his standout 2019 campaign, how he's been staying in baseball shape despite the recent shutdown, his Yankees fandom, and what walk-up song he's considering for this summer. But before we get to that, Owen, you have some exciting news to share about a brand new sponsor that will be integrating their technology into the FCBL this year. I do. We're excited to announce a brand new partnership this season with ChangeUp, a cutting-edge, player-centric tracking solution promoting health and safety, allowing coaches to capture and analyze a proprietary set of performance analytics and helping pitchers maximize their potentials. Coming to baseball programs around the world this year, ChangeUp eliminates the administrative overhead associated with adhering to pitch count regulations, allowing coaches to focus on baseball. Coaches and parents at all levels, Little League, AAU, high school, and the collegiate level take notice. Changeup is the clear choice to ensure your pitchers aren't being thrown too much or too often and are getting proper rest. Together, we can make this great game even better by protecting arms and ensuring compliance with pitching guidelines. For more information, visit Changeup's website, www.changeup.io. That's www.change-up.io. Changeup, every pitch counts. We're excited about our new sponsors, ChangeUp. So shout out to them for making this podcast possible. And we're excited to see what technology they bring to the league this year. And now to our interview with Sean Lawler. Welcome to the Back to the Futures podcast. My name is Matt Satilli. I'm joined alongside by Owen Shadrick. And we now welcome on a very special guest. It is our first guest in podcast history. He's the 2019 FCBL MVP. It is Sean Lawler from the North Shore Navigators. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing good. How about y'all? We're doing very well, thank you. So, Sean, on the day that we're recording this, it's been over two months since everything shut down following the outbreak of coronavirus. How have you been staying in baseball shape, and have you been able to replicate much of your training regimen since the baseball season ended back in March? Yeah, I mean – now that everything's starting to reopen down here in Florida, like I'm able to use to go to the gym now and go out to parks and hit in the cages. Before that, my garage was my like weight room is where I basically did all my lifting. And then I had buddies who had cages in their backyard. That's how I would go hit or throw. And so I would just contact them and say, Hey, you think I can come over and hit with y'all? And they'll be like, yeah, come on over. So that's the only the really, before everything started reopening, that's really the way I would get all my baseball stuff done. Yeah, awesome. Um, glad you kept busy. Uh, so before everything opened, obviously you mentioned that Florida was kind of reopening. Did you develop any new skills or hobbies that kept you busy during quarantine? Um, 
I've been watching a lot of Korean baseball <laughs> since that's yeah. the only type of live baseball that's been on lately. So I've been recording it before I go to bed and I just wake up every morning and watch it because that's literally like before all that, I would just watch baseball. That's all I would do on like my, my downtime. So now that at least there's some live baseball going on. Like I'm doing that now, but I mean, it's not much like I've been doing like new lately. Like I've been, I've been for sure like working out a lot because I'm like, Oh, should I go lift? I'm like, should I go downstairs and do a workout? It's like, yeah, might as well since it's right downstairs. So I mean, the good thing about it is I've gained about like 10 pounds since the coronavirus, the pandemic really started. So, which is a good thing. But other than that, I've been just been kind of like a lot of baseball people becoming a fan of Korean baseball. <laughs> Do you have a favorite team or you're just watching whatever games you can get your hands on? Um, I don't really have a favorite team. The team that I like watching the most is the NC Dinos. <laughs> that's like the one team I kind of like watching. They're actually, I think they're the best team in the league. So that's like the one, because they're always on all the time too, the NC Dinos. That's like the one team, but that's, if I had to pick a team, it'd probably be them. I like it. Um, so on the note of staying in Florida and being from there, uh, your school, Flagler College, um, this year, as we mentioned before the season shut down, you led them in runs scored, triples, home runs, and walks, and you were second on the team in OPS, doubles, RBIs, total bases. I mean, the list goes on and on, and you were really a machine this year for them. Where did you feel like you were at in terms of finding your stride in the course of the season, and you know how tough was it to find out that going into the heart of your season that it was going to be shut down early? Yeah, like, throughout the season, I had, like, my ups and some of my downs, and that's how every season goes. And, like, I started, like, I, I was in my down point, and then I started getting back to myself in the past couple of games before the the virus hit. And I remember when we found out was we were on our way to North Georgia. It was our longest drive. We were playing Young Harris, a team in our college uh, – our conference, excuse me. And um, we're about halfway there. It's like a 10-hour drive up there. So we're about five hours in, and we just start hearing – all like schools around us and then the SEC starts canceling their sports and the NCAA cancels everything. And we're like, looks like we're not going to have a season. We have to drive all the way up there anyway, because our conference was having a call the next day. So we had to stay the night there and wake up next morning, find out our season's canceled and drive all the way back. So, I mean, like finding that out was awful because it sucks because that was the last time I ever got to like be around those guys really like on that 10 hour, 10 hour bus ride. And then like, I mean, the good thing about it was like, obviously it sucks that the, the season ended cause we were all, we were getting, we were on a little bit of a down slope, but then we started winning a couple games and we started getting hot. And I knew we were going in, that's like you said, we were going to the heart of our schedule, like our, a lot of conference play. And I knew we were going to be really good this year. And I, it just sucked that that's the way it had to end. But the good news is at least I do get an extra year of eligibility, which is nice. But the sad part is, like, I'm, I graduated. And so Flagler doesn't have a graduate program. And so I put myself into the portal because I thought I thought it was just the best thing because I wanted to go try and get more education for myself. And so when I put it in, uh, Derek January, our new owner for the Navigators, saw that. And he's a great dude. He's the one who brought me to the Navigators last year. And he helped me through that process and he got me in contact with Maine and I really liked the coaching staff up there. And so they, they helped me out financially as well. And so I, and they helped me out with educationally wise. So I decided to go to Maine as my, for my last year, which is awesome. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And um, on the note of grad school, are you going to be doing a post-grad program there or will you be kind of hanging tight until the spring when baseball season starts back up again? I will be. I'm going there for, I was a marketing major at Flagler so, and business minor. So I'm going to stay in the business area. I'm going to try, I'm going to try and pursue my MBA over there. So first I'm going to try, I'm probably going to get like what they call a grad certificate there. I'm going to do that. And then doing successfully doing that, I'm then going to try and pursue my MBA while I'm there. So yeah, I'm going to be basically a, a full-time student for, for both semesters there. Yeah. Awesome. And I mean, you talked about Florida and now obviously going to Maine, you've played in a lot of States, but um, specifically, obviously mass uh, playing with the, Navigators, how was playing summer baseball in Massachusetts? And um, specifically, obviously, as a member of the Futures League, you stay with a host family. What was your experience like with that host family? Oh, it was awesome. I had this – for host family, I had this lady named Sarah, and it was just one one lady. She was – it was the best summer I ever had, especially host family-wise. She was awesome. She, like, got groceries for me. She always made food for me. She did everything, like, you could ever think of in a host – parent so and she's going to be my host mom again this summer when I come back because I asked her if she wanted me again she said of course yeah so that's going to be fun to have her and also the best part was she lived literally five minutes from Fraser Field so I, like some wow. of these guys on my team who had host family said they had like a 20-30 minute drive I'm like yeah I'm right down the street so with host family it was a great experience but playing in mass like I played it I've had experience playing in mass because the year before I played in the New England League yeah. with the Valley Blue Sox in Springfield. So I know, like, not, I didn't play in the Boston area, but I played in the Mass area. But Boston, I love Boston, even though people are going to be upset. I'm saying this. I'm a Yankees fan. So, <laughs> But going to, like, Fen I've been, I went to Fenway, like, four times while I was there. And even though, like, I'm a Yankees fan, if, you, if you're a baseball fan in general, you still got to go to Fenway Park because it's one of the best fields in baseball history. So, and I got to go to a Yankees-Red Sox game, which that's ended up awesome. bad because the Yankees lost. And I got some stuff thrown at me, but that's just how it goes. <laughs> Owen but, and I are Red Sox fans, so yeah. we understand where yeah. you're coming from. And it's an awesome rivalry. So it's, it's great yeah. to have a side on, on one of those areas of the rivalry. Yeah, but it was, it was a great experience overall. And I, I can't wait to do it again. And hopefully, I know like MLB and baseball and sports in general is going to be different this coming summer, but hopefully they can get baseball back. And because I want to watch some baseball fans or no fans, still love, like it to have it back, you know? Yeah, us too, man. We're, we miss baseball just as much yeah. as the next guy. So going off of that, obviously, we can, we're going to shift our focus to kind of more Futures League directed questions. To start, how did you get in contact with the Navigators about returning and what ultimately led to your decision to return to the team? Well, once I um, found out that our season got canceled, and I found out we had an extra year, I was like, I, I got to try and go play somewhere. And so I was – at first, I wasn't, like, really thinking about the Navs. I was like, I wonder if, like, I can go play in some other leagues. Maybe some other leagues will let me. But I realized, though, those guys – those leagues already have, like, their rosters full because we weren't – none of us were expecting seniors to get an extra year. Yeah, And so I was trying to like see, like, what should I do? What should I do? And I was just like, honestly, I totally forgot. And then I think it was about a month or so ago, Derek, January, contacted me. He said, hey, you got a home for the summer? I was like, 
I got like a contact from this one team in Canada. He's like, don't go there. He's like, don't go to Canada. He said, if you want to get like better baseball experience and you want to get like looks for maybe like few, like pro careers, come back here. I was like, you you took the words right out of my mouth. When I hear have a chance to play pro ball, I'll go back to the Nav. So about like mid-April, I went. I decided to go back to the Navigators. So you mentioned uh, Derek January, and I just wanted to kind of chat about the Nav's new management this year and with you coming back underneath a new staff. Um, you know, have you been in touch with any of those front office people besides Derek? And how do you feel you're going to adjust and welcome that new management over in Lynn? Um, I haven't been in contact yet with anybody besides Derek, but like what he was telling me about our new manager, how he's been a manager for a year. He was a Cape Cod league manager of the year. So he's got a, a lot of experience. So I'm excited to meet our new guy there. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be exciting. Like I always love, getting to know like learn new stuff especially from someone like him so I'm excited really to meet everybody I'm always excited to meet new people so it's always it's gonna be very exciting when I go back up there that's awesome and just kind of in terms of the FCBL in general uh what does the futures league mean to you especially considering that everyone's fiending for baseball to come back and you've even seen some players like Sal Freilich who were committed to the Cape League who are now joining the FCBL again what does it mean to you to know that you have that opportunity to potentially lace up your cleats and play baseball in the next couple months? It's awesome. I mean, haven't seen face live pitching now. What well, it's going to be when I get up there, hopefully in three months. So it's going to be, it's going to be, it's always going to be weird of not seeing stuff like that for a long time, but it's going to be, I love the futures league, man. Like it was the best, like I said, it was the best summer I've ever had. Like everyone there just treated me so well um all the teams like it was it, not that it was a really good competition too like a lot of the, like this league has a lot of young guys but a lot of these young guys like I can watch like I was playing with some kids this summer like I can tell like these kids are going to be the next big thing and now having all these kids coming like like you said Sal and a lot of like returning guys we're going to have coming back like Ben Malgieri's coming back Keegan Calero's coming back we've got a lot of key pitchers we have last year coming back so like we're going to be really really good this year and so I'm really excited about that overall. For, so hopefully we can have a, a league this year, though. That's the first thing we got to know. Yeah, so a little bit about last year. Uh, it was quite the year for you. Uh, you ended up with a 351 uh, batting average with eight home runs, 15 doubles, 40 RBIs, and you were named MVP. What did it mean to you be, to be named MVP of the Futures League? I mean, it was an honor, honestly. Like, the, I've – really realized when I the moment I realized I had a chance was I think it was like five like a week left in the regular season like the Futures League posted like finalists for the MVP I never realized how like how good I was playing until then like I knew I was playing good but I, I like looked at my stats after that and I was like wow I actually might have a really big shot at winning it and just found I remember <laughs> I remember how I found out I was I was at my house at the house laying in my bed and uh, Coach uh, Odie called me. Mike Odewater calls me, and he goes, "Hey, I answer the phone." He goes, "Hey," I'm like, "What's up?" He goes, "You up?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, uh, "I got news for you." I'm like, "What's up?" He says, "You won the MVP," and I was just, I was still like a little like lax of days because I just woke up, but I was, it was just awesome to know like all the hard work that I put in, like all the sacrifices that I put in to achieve that goal, 
And that also, what great thing about that is it helps you obviously get exposure to people, like to the professional level. And that helped me out too with professional like teams started like talking to me and like that after hearing that I, anybody who wins the MVP in any college league, that it's like something to show for because that's a hard thing to do. But winning that award like meant everything to me because just like a lot of sacrifices that I put in hard work just showed that it paid off at the end of it. That's tremendous. And congratulations once again on that award. We're really excited to have you back in the league this summer. Um, talking about your style of play a little bit, uh, you recorded three triples and had seven stolen bases last year. How do you feel your speed helps you in terms of your overall game? And do you consider having that speed in addition to being a power hitter, just a deadly combo and one of your biggest strengths as a ball player? I think um, my speed is like average. I think that's for me, but like base running wise, it's average because I can get some good jumps here and there. But like, I think the thing that helps me, especially in the outfield wise, like you don't need like to, there's some guys who get away with being fast in the outfield, but like for me, like, you just have to get like a good jump, like on a, on a ball. Right when you right when you see that ball make contact towards your waist, you have a good, good jump. Doesn't matter if you're fast or not. If you get a good jump on it, you can catch the ball every time. So I think that's one of my strengths. Is I always have, especially in the outfit, I always have good reads on the ball, and so I always make good jumps towards the ball, which allows me to get to it without like hesitating much. Yeah, so what kind of shifting back to the Navigators, uh, this season they went through a bit of a rebrand in terms of the logo and uh, colors, color scheme of the team. Have you gotten a look at that color scheme and what, what was your reaction to it when you saw it for the first time? I thought it was pretty cool. I like the little orange in it and then I like the Gator logo next because that's our like mascot, our, our mascot's a Gator. If you yeah. ever like went to Frazier and won't see him walking around. And so I, I kind of liked it. It was kind of funny. Um, I think the kid on our team that year, Todd, his, I think his, he told me that his brother did design work for that logo. I think that's what it was. I'm not 100% positive. But, like, if that was his brother made that logo, it's pretty impressive because I, I like it a lot. And so I'm excited because, like, Derek was telling me, like, we're obviously getting, like, new uniforms this summer. So I'm excited to see what those uniforms look like. Yeah, you guys had some pretty sweet blue and yellow throwback jerseys last year, so hopefully the new threads that are in store are going to be something special. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, so just to also talk about North Shore and just playing in front of those fans, uh, we're obviously not sure if we're going to be playing ball or in front of fans this summer, but what is it like to play for North Shore and that group of fans? And any message to the people who might be listening to this who are excited to watch Navs baseball and hopefully have some live action in the next few months? Yeah, like the fan base there at North Shore Frazier was awesome. Like, they really, they, it's not just like they want to know who you are. Like, they want to talk to you. They want to get, really get to know who you are. But they're also very loyal fans, very loyal people. Like, I've, there's probably hundreds of people that I would see at games every single home game. And we have like the, the one group of guys, they're called the, I think they're called the Frazier Faithful, I think they're called. And they always stand like this one area. It's like right, below to the left of the press box and I mean just to all the fans at North Shore like I just want to say like thank you like you helped me bring bring me in and you helped me feel very comfortable at Frazier throughout that whole summer and hopefully we can get some fans this summer and hopefully you can get make new guys who come there this year even comfortable as me and we can succeed this summer. Going off of that you mentioned the Frazier faithful and a lot of loyal fans there what's it like to have 
uh, people of all ages asking for your autograph in like, especially in a college summer league like this one. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Like we, I had this one, uh, this father and son duo is the boy's name is Andrew and they're both just, they come up to me all the time would talk to me and just ask me how everything's going and how school is like, I got an email from them actually a couple of weeks ago saying congratulations i'm committing to maine and hopefully like because they live right near lowell right like right next to new mass lowell and they're in maine's conference they're saying when you come to lowell we'll definitely come watch you play and i always talked to them they were both great people and at the end of it i actually gave them my signed uh sailor's jersey this art throwback jersey i gave it to and the little boy andrew to keep signed by me so if you're ever like a nice person to me and you're a loyal person, like I'll do whatever it is you want. I'll sign autographs. I'll give you whatever you want. That's just, just how I am. I'm a very generous person. If you're a nice person, I'm going to be very generous to you. And you're kind of like, a, you know what, sometimes I'm going to be like, listen, man, you got to be a nice person for me to be generous to you. But like everybody at, at, in Lynn at Frazier, they were the most generous, loyal fans I met. Um, so we now want to move on to our final segment. It's called Quick Hits, and it's presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League. Zephyr, providing high-quality and innovative design since 1993. So, Sean, we wanted to ask a couple more questions for our audience to get to know you a little better. Um, we've had a ton of fun so far, but I want to kind of dig in a little bit more. So, who has been your favorite teammate that you played with in the FCBL? Probably, uh... Oof. probably my favorite, the favorite guy to love to be around. There's a few from last year. One guy, his name is Dom Freeberger. That boy, Dom, he was my, he was my boy. The funniest dude on our team from last year was Parker Brown. He was a pitcher from Suffolk. He was the funniest dude, but I love being a lot of guys like Ben, uh, Connor, uh, I mean, Con not Con Colin, Wetterow, like everybody, Cam, everybody like on the team was awesome. But like, the dude that was I loved being around the most was Dom. I love Dom Freeberger, dude. He's my boy. Shout out to him. <laughs> uh, and now, what is your favorite opposing ballpark in the league to play at, besides your own? Probably, probably uh, Bristol and <laughs> the Bristol Blues before they went to the New England League. But, yeah, we – there was some smock, smack talking between us and them here and there. So obviously we're not going to have it this year, which sucks because it would have been nice to have a little revenge, especially since they knocked us out of the playoffs last year. But we'll see if we'll, maybe we'll find a new team this year. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, but definitely Bristol. Uh, so what is your walk-up song, whether it be in college or in the FCBL? Is there a certain song that you have or one that you're looking forward to maybe having this season? Um, I'm, I'm in between two right now. Like last year and this last summer and this past spring was the one I had last year was called on the way by Khalid, which was a great one, but I'm torn between two right now. I, Cause my number is going to be 23 this summer for North shore. And I might do 23 by Miley Cyrus and Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> I might do that, but I'm also a big time, uh, little Uzi vert fan. And I might choose a song from one of his new album, from one of his from his new album. So I'm in between those right now. So it's not not too sure yet. Okay. Do you have a song or two in particular? Because I know that that mixtape got a lot of attention, and he dropped a bonus um, version of it, a deluxe. Just I to throw a couple names out there, if any fans are listening and want to kind of swing you in one direction or the other. 
I kind of like uh, Baby Pluto, uh, Prices, um, probably between those two. Those are probably, and maybe Myron. Those are probably my top three from his album. So between those three. All right. Now, you mentioned that you're a Yankees fan, but you're from Florida. Can mm-hmm. you talk about how you became a fan and why you root for the Bronx Bombers? So, um, my whole entire, um, I was born and raised down here, but like my mom's from Jersey and my dad's from, uh, is from Connecticut. So like my mom wasn't a baseball fan, really. She was more of a Philadelphia fan. Her family side of Philadelphia fans, but like they're not, she's not a big baseball person. My dad grew up in Danbury, Connecticut, which is like an hour and a half outside the city. And so he went to Yankees games at their old stadium all the time. So he was always a big time Yankees fan. But other than that, Yankees are my only team uh, that's I'm a fan of outside of Florida. Everything out, all the sports I'm a fan of in Florida. Like I'm a fan of the Dolphins and the Heat and the uh, uh, Florida Panthers and all that. So it's people ask me that they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, don't ask. <laughs> it's confusing." Well, hey, you even got the Jeter connection in Miami there too. So yeah, yeah exactly. he's taking over the ownership in uh, in South Beach. Going off of that, uh, who's your favorite player in the big leagues? Right now is Yelich, Christian Yelich. He's my favorite. Like my, my favorite player of all time is, like you said, is Jeter. Like he's my, my role model. But, like, my favorite right now is Yelich. I love Yelich. You feel player. like you try to model your game after him, a fellow outfielder? Yeah, even people even give me credit that they say I model my game after him, which if they tell me that, that gives me even more, like, I'm like, wow, really? And, like, that just shocks me even more, which is awesome to hear from others. Yeah, so keeping the questions rolling here, uh, any particular superstitions you have before games or before at-bats? Um, yeah, I got a lot. I'll tell you the ones before the game. I can't tell the ones before at-bats because <laughs> that's just, like, a thing how some of us keep them. Before games, I always, I always like, run out to center. I do, like, some of my stretches on my own, and then I do – I just do, like, a little prayer. I do a prayer before every game for myself just to, like, say, like, like – Lord, like, help me play, have a great game, like always, and keep everyone safe and no injuries and all that And before every game. So that's, like, my ritual pregame. But, like, during game, like, at bats on the field, I got a lot. <laughs> and so I'll tell you one, I, when I'm in the field, when I'm in the field in the outfield, before every pitch, I always – I don't know if people like that right now because of corona, but I always, like, lick my fingers before <laughs> every pitch so I get a good grip. So I don't know if people will be happy about that, but that's just one thing I do in the field in particular. Awesome. How about post-game meals? Any favorite post-game meal that you had from last year or the years past? Um, we always get pizza before games, so that's my favorite food. So I always get excited about that. But um, we always have, like, sometimes we have grill outs after games, like they'll grill hamburgers, hot dogs, and, like, grilled chicken sometimes. So that's always a nice thing to have, especially after a victory. Yeah. Uh, day games or night games and why? Uh, I gotta say, I always like night games. It's just cool playing under the lights, except that the lights that you, the stand that you play at, the lights suck. <laughs> I can tell a huge difference between like Frazier's lights and then like this season at Flagler, beginning of the year, we played at Minute Maid Park to start the season off. And so, you gotta, like, I was playing there and I could, you could see just how big of a difference is the lights are at those two, sta- at the, those compared to like a, college like collegiate stadium and then a professional baseball stadium so it's a huge difference but i prefer night and last question for you bubble gum or sunflower seeds bubble gum not a fan of sunflower seeds 
Sometimes I will. I'll get in the mood, but I always chew gum. You got a go-to brand? Big League Chew, Orbit, Trident? Probably, I'd probably say uh, Big League Chew. I like the the grape flavor. It's a classic. I think we all have good memories of Little League and playing with some Big League Chew. Oh, yeah. Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an awesome interview, and best of luck with everything, and we really hope to see you on the diamond this season real soon. Thanks, guys, so much. I appreciate y'all having me. It's pretty cool to be the first guest ever on a podcast, that's for sure, but I appreciate everything. Absolutely. 2019 FCBL MVP returning to the North Shore Navigators, Sean Lawler. On episode one of Back to the Futures, we'll have new episodes coming out for you every Monday and Thursday. Sean, thanks so much, and uh, we'll chat soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Take Sean. care, man. Anytime. No